This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Hey friend, today I want to jump into another misconception about cycle syncing, and that is that it can feel like cycle syncing is just another sort of strict or rigid method and a philosophy, really, that's just saying that we're controlled by our biology. And the feminist movement, you know, has been fighting for years to convince men, to convince the world that we are more than our bodies and that bleeding doesn't actually impair cognitive function. So the idea of honoring our cycles and living our life in a cyclical way can feel like something that comes against that idea. But once you start cycle syncing, I believe you'll find that it's the first time that you don't feel controlled by your biology, that really it's been years of ignoring it and not giving it space and not acknowledging and not supporting it that has left us in the cyclical pattern of feeling controlled by PMS, controlled by periods, becoming a monster in a week plus of our month. And that struggle and that feeling that consistency and balance is elusive or that setting boundaries is so hard and it's even harder to uphold them or that we always feel like we're trapped in this mismatch between what we expect our bodies to do and our expectations on ourselves and then what actually happens. So I would put forth the challenge that cycle syncing at its core of honoring your cycle, honoring what your body needs for your physical health, but also understanding how to develop and evaluate sustainable productivity practices based on how your body functions is what gets you to the balance and the consistency. And it's really what defines those things. Because if you're still working under the premise that the only thing that changed when you went through puberty was now you bleed once a month, then you're still defining consistency and balance and success and productivity based on a male-centric view of those terms. And we believe then that we are less consistent or we're constantly fighting against the stigma that we are this way when really it's just that we need to start redefining what consistency means. It's not being the same day to day, but it's being the same from phase to phase from month to month. And if you think about it, one of the most feminist things that you can do is to not settle for just having a physical space in a room, but bringing with you every perspective and gift and part of you into that space. Because, you know, when we're talking about the benefits of diversity and all of these things, it isn't your genitalia that makes a difference. It isn't your skin color that makes a difference. What makes a difference is the unique perspective that you bring based on the way that your biology 
and your experience have interacted over your life. And that unique perspective that you bring to a room is what brings that diversity and that value. And by leaving a part of yourself outside of the room limits the impact and the change and the influence that you can have. And I'd also just like to note that biohacking is such a huge concept right now in health literature, and men are not worried that aligning their nutrition and their workouts and their work tasks to their biology is going to do anything but make them better and get them more consistent results. This is again coming back to these beliefs about ourselves that if we do things in a female way, if we do things in a cyclical way, that that's somehow worse and less consistent and less predictable and is going to not serve us for where we want to go. When the reality is the exact opposite, that accepting our bodies the way they are and leaning into that will get us where we want to go faster and in a much more enjoyable way. Before we go further, I want to address a mindset that this can feel like this is just like another thing that I have to implement or here's another way that I'm not doing what I should be doing, like I'm not eating right, I'm not working out the right way or like all of these sort of negative things that we put on ourselves and we just like live in these constant shame loops. While there is a set standard of like what's optimal to feel and to experience, the method it allows for you to come alongside your body where it's at and support it where it's at and take baby steps to getting to that place where you feel good and to finding that balance between what may feel like restrictions and enjoying your life. Ultimately, it's about how do you feel and that matters both physically in your body, but it also matters emotionally. And if you're just restricting everything without supporting and bringing things in, you're not going to feel good. And so it's really about partnering with your body to find that first step. And when thinking about something to implement, right, there's this idea that we have to do this to our bodies. And I think this really stems from the fact that for so long since puberty, we've been forcing our bodies to do certain things, to show up in certain ways and to perform certain ways and pushing past our body's needs. But cycle thinking is not about pushing yourself and doing. It's about being. It's about recognizing that when you actually settle into and accept that you are cyclical, it can change that loop that you're in, right, of motivation and burnout and the confusion and frustration of not being able to do the things that you expected your body to do or not knowing how your mood is going to be from moment to moment or day to day. And you can start living more cyclically and in tune with that and see the ways that those transitions between focus and energy and mood become much more subtle, less disruptive. If you've been hearing about cycle syncing but aren't really sure exactly what it is or how to get started, I'm so excited to be able to invite you guys to join the waitlist for my Cycle Syncing 101 mini course that's going to be opening up at the end of May. This course is full of mindset shifts on how to think about your cycle, how to change the relationship you have with your cycle, as well as tons of practical tips on how to get you from thinking about cycle syncing to living it. Check out the show notes for the link to join the waitlist so that you don't miss any of the details or any of the exciting bonuses to come. But then what do we do about things that you can't align? This is another thing that comes up a lot of like, okay, well, sure, you know, what I eat, how I exercise, like these things are a little bit easier to control and, and set up for myself. But what about if I have a meeting or a work 
deadline or I'm negotiating with my partner about setting vacation dates or people coming into town or, you know, people are having weddings and birthdays and stuff that are not aligned to your cycle. The answer is not that you have to sit out and sit on the sidelines. For me, cycle syncing is all about how do we get you to a place where you can show up for the things that you want to show up for in the way that you want to show up in them and allowing people to see you in a way that feels really good and authentic. And so when there's something on your calendar that doesn't align with where you're at in your cycle, the question becomes, how do I do this in a way that's sustainable and that serves me while not depleting myself to this point of burnout? And the answer to that is very simple. That's when you pull in self-care practices in order to recharge and replenish and create renewed energy. And so then when you're thinking about self-care, it's really being conscientious of what self-care is for you and what is self-care for you in each phase of your cycle. And that's really a testing process of figuring out what works for you and what doesn't, what feels good, what doesn't. Because self-care is not just bath bombs and spa days. Self-care can also be clearing out your physical space, decluttering and organizing. It can be doing errands and getting things off of your task list. It can be planning a vacation. It can be scheduling things with friends. Like There can be all sorts of things that count as self-care. So I really want to emphasize that it's not about what the shoulds are. It's not about having a super intense or long self-care practice and sort of just come back into that place of being grounded before you move on to your day. But you also might be on the side of like, okay, like, yeah, I get it. It's great, but why bother? It sounds like a lot of work. Maybe your symptoms aren't that extreme. It's not that disruptive to my life. So why change up everything that I'm doing? First, in the life that you want to lead, you are the biggest asset. You're the most important piece of that. And so developing practices that are sustainable for you, for your health, and for your productivity and all of those things, short-term and long-term, matter. And the time that you invest in supporting your cycle now is going to serve you later in life as you transition out of reproductive years into menopause. I also want to restate this idea that if you're still thinking about it as like, ugh, this seems like a lot, like I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to have to figure this out, the first step is really to just listen to your body because the reality is you're already living cyclically. Find the patterns that you're already living in. See like how you already shift across your month and feel into like, is that something that you're okay with? Do you want that to be more optimal? Because this cyclical way of living can either catch you off guard every month or you can leverage it to optimize your health and productivity. Because it's not about another laundry list of lifestyle changes. It's about finding ways that are truly fitting your body and your current season of life with your current goals and with the current cycle that you have to spend more time feeling good and more time feeling like you can show up authentically where you want to show up in the world. And the beauty of this is that even when it can feel like there's a lot to implement because it's a lot of new information, when you start with one thing, pick one thing that matters to you to start aligning. And what you'll see is that as you start on that journey of aligning specific tasks, other tasks will kind of follow in place. Like if you start reaching out to friends to schedule things in luteal phase, it kind of just falls out 
that people are free the next two weeks to plan something. And so then you do the scheduling when you're in luteal and maybe feeling less social, but they align where you're actually going on those outings and being with people and investing in relationships when your energy is higher. And this can happen in other areas of your life as well. If you have a monthly stand-up with your boss, you know, you can ask to schedule that in a time that's sort of optimal for you to have conversations like an ovulatory phase. And then if you get on a monthly, you know, rhythm from there, like that meeting is always going to fall when it's optimal for you or the majority of the time at least. So it's not about finding, like, constantly making these decisions. It's making some upfront decisions to shift the way that you approach things. And out of that, the rest of your life kind of just falls into line. And the amount of good days that you get back and the way that you're able to reconnect with yourself and and see the value in your perspective and the things that you bring to the table is worth every minute that you invest. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to briannaviegas.com or find me on Instagram at Coaching.